1: So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, it's Nancy Yerald and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, it's the love episode because tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So at every, at the beginning of every show, I always start off with a nice little story. And this week, I want you to sit back and relax and listen about love. Love, what a word. Eskimos, it is said, distinguish 50 different kinds of snow, each with its own name. Perhaps we can take a cue from them and cash in on our word love, replacing it with dozens of more specific concepts. It would baffle us, inspire us, give us sleepless nights, but at least we might be able to communicate with each other more clearly about the love we feel in our hearts for one another. As we travel our path in life, there's one thing that becomes quite clear. We are all searching for happiness and a sense of fulfillment within ourselves. Many people are searching for the answer to fill the void, the emptiness they fill inside. The treasure they are all looking for is within their heart and soul. The greatest gift we have been given is the present of love. Love is what truly fulfills us and is everlasting and remains forever true. Many of us try to fill ourselves up with material things or status, but are not able to fill the void. The reason is that the true secret to happiness is not material items, money, or fame. It's love, true love with no conditions. Love often finds us we're at a point in our life when we need it the most. It happens when you least expect it. Love comes to you when you're putting out that love vibration. (laughs) This is when your perfect match shows up. A frequency that is uniquely only to you and that special person here on earth. You may meet the man or woman of your dreams at the local coffee shop or at the grocery store or maybe the park or on eHarmony for that matter. But when true love does find us, it catches us off guard, bites us, infects us with the love bug. This has been the case throughout history. There are numerous stories of people who've been fortunate to find unconditional love in their life. When making this discovery, their lives are forever changed. Some express this magnificent feeling with a poem or a song. Some shout it out loud from the rooftops and tell the world when they experience the love vibration within their heart for the first time. How is it that we do find each other? I believe we're attracted to each other by our soul's vibration. The love vibration is felt throughout the universe, and you are a part of it. You put out a specific vibration and attract that matching vibration back to yourself. And this is how the universe makes sure we find each other in this lifetime. When your love vibration is at the same frequency of another person, you connect. Real love does not see the outer appearance. It's the inside of us that feels the vibration of love. It doesn't matter what the person looks like on the outside. When true true love finds its mate, a connection is made. And when two people in love become connected with the love vibe, you can feel that person when they are close by or just know they're thinking fondly of you or when they're going to call. When this happens, you know for sure that you have made the love connection. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And if you want to read the rest of my um, Ideas about love. It's actually in the Eden magazine, February issue. Um, We made the front cover. So pick up a, a copy of Eden magazine and read about love or check it out online. Today, we have a fabulous guest, and she's one of my favorite people. I've known this lady for a while, and it's going to be a fun show because we're going to talk about love, and we're going to talk about what it's like when we don't have love and how we get it back, and I'm just so excited. Her name is Servette Hassan, and she's an award-winning author of Life in Transition, An Intuitive Path to New Beginnings, as well as The Intuitive Heart of Romance, Finding Your Own Path to Lasting Love, and Tune Him* in Turn oh, I'm sorry, turn Turn Him On. There you go. <laughs> All published by Llewellyn Worldwide LTD. And she was also the host of the radio show Intuitive Inc. where she interviewed authors about raising consciousness for themselves and the planet. Her new podcast Kicked Cancer's ass will air next month. I can't wait. You guys gotta tune into this one. A student of the Mystic Masters of the Far East, Hassan is also a renowned motivational speaker. Who inspires others to attain their full potential through her television and radio appearances, live seminars and workshops. She's born into a psychically gifted family in Pakistan. She's also a citizen of England, Canada and the United States. She considers herself a spiritual ambassador of the world and welcome Sir Vatt, to the High road. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate
1: I, it. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you and um, your book Life in Transition. I didn't mention that um, is what I've been reading we're going to talk about love today but tell um tell everybody about this new book because i read it and i'm going to be honest with you i read the prologue and i literally cried it is a really good (laughs) no i was like wow this is some powerful stuff man so tell us about life in transition servette well you know what we're
2: all in transition aren't we Always. It's, yes. it's, it never ends. We're, we're always on a path to something. And if you're not, if you feel like you're not in a transition, at some point you will be because it just and it's not just about love and uh, romance. It's about losing a job, uh, moving to, to different cities. It's about all kinds of things that um, uproot us. And that's that's difficult for most people. And, but, but like Einstein said, there's nothing more consistent in life than change. So we have to be able to be comfortable with the unknown. And that's, what's hard for people because they don't want, that's why we can't, that's why people wait till they have to change, you know, cause I, like I did a seminar the other day, there was a woman there who was in a really horrible marriage. This man was doing horrific things to her right. and I st- i at the end when she finished her story I said to her well it, it is bad I can tell it's bad here's the thing though it's not bad enough because if it were bad enough you would change you change and it yeah you know? yeah yeah but the unfortunately people wait until they're forced into that corner when you could do it uh sooner and and avoid a lot of pain with that and or sometimes there's things that just happen to us that we can't do anything about. But the thing there is, is that if we go through it, and we come out on the other end, we're usually a better person.
1: Is that what happened to you? Cause that's kind of why you wrote this book. You went through some changes yourself and, and it's up mm-hmm. to you whether you want to tell your story, but that's why it really was. Um, heart wrenching to read your story. And is that what made you realize, Hey, you know, and then you give all these like great ideas, exercises throughout your book, which I did. Some of them servette cause you're, you're intuitive <laughs> and you know, a lot of stuff. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do this. So do you want to tell a little bit about like, how you got to that point where you were like, okay, I need to make a change myself. Well, I, I've gotten to that
2: point several (laughs) times. (laughs) Well, we all (laughs) have a couple hundred actually, but I mean, I, I, you know, the, the story you're referring to is when, um, the man of my life died and it was very unexpected. My daughter was five years old, um, almost six so it's like a long time ago now, over 20 years now, but it, at the time it's like, you don't, you know, it's, it felt like somebody pulled the rug out from underneath me. And I've been through a lot of transitions even before that, when I wrote tune him in, turn him on, it was because, um, I couldn't find the right kind of guy. Not, not that I wasn't finding men, but I was finding the wrong kind of men and th- My daughter's father, her biological father, actually tried to kill me. He didn't want children. So I've gone through lots of things, but I have learned over time that there's an easier way to do this and that there's also a gift in every piece. Every tear we shed has a little gift in it, if that makes sense.
1: No, and it does. And and throughout your book, I mean, you tell really cool stories. I love some of these stories that you tell. Um and then you talk about different meditations. Um, I wonder would you share one of those with us today? I mean, I love the one you talk about the white swan and the masters of India and how they you know they're powerful. And can you talk about that? That's kind of a cool Oh gosh.
2: Story. I It's been so long since the book comes out. You know how that is when you write a book. <laughs> oh, on page 82. All right. Well, tell your favorite I, one. You tell really good stories. I in like, one of the things that I work very hard towards, because I was born in 1958 in Pakistan when they used to bury baby girls alive. And I my name means treasure uh, because they didn't bury me. And so I work very hard on women's rights and empowering women or people in general, but mostly women and everywhere, all over. But one of my favorite meditations is taking your power back because I feel like that's where a lot of women, particularly men too, but women get caught up. And and I do, a uh, there's a white rose exercise in the book where you actually can get your It's a way to get your power back and it's through visualization and it involves the rose, but the the rose is just symbolic of your power actually. And you actually bring that person into your meditation and ask them to give you your power back and don't stop till you get it because, and, and, and then when you do, you watch that person walk away and sort of disappear and then you watch the the rose will implode and it turns into white light actually. So and and it's a way to get your own power back. There's a little bit more involved in that, but we don't have time. But it's it's like uh, I think that's really key to overcoming anything is is finding your true because you were talking about love in the beginning, Nancy, and love is really important. But there's one love that's more important
1: than anything, and that is loving yourself. I agree with you. We've got about one minute to break here. Um, but yeah, I know Valentine's is coming and there with a time and I've known you for a while, Servette. So you know, there with the time where I didn't have always have somebody in my life and sometimes we always feel terrible like if we're alone on Valentine's Day or something and I always tell people well you have friends that you can love and go out with them and you have animals that you can love and and so you know you don't have to get all bogged down if you don't have that perfect person in your life you can still share love with friends and family and Valentine's Day can be a love day not just for couples but for everybody and that kind of I don't know maybe it makes it a little bit better but we'll yeah. talk more about this um, when we come back to from the break. And Servette's book is called, if you want to get it, it's called Life in Transition. It's really good, by the way, An Intuitive Path to New Beginnings. And um, Servette Hassan is here with us.
3: Tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
4: Ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunch plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as ten cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, scallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Witzel suit. It's
0: Marching Heard.
4: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for Word.
1: And welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and we're here today with Servette Hassan. Life in Transition is her book. She has lots of books, but she's a really cool lady, and uh, she's also an intuitive. I didn't mention that. Uh, Servette is a psychic, so it and she's done readings for me over the years. And gosh, I've known Servette for a long time, and she's just so full of knowledge. And Servette, what happens? Tell our audience if you're in one of these bad situations or if you have a spouse and, and it doesn't work out and you're out there by yourself, um, what are some of the hints that maybe you can give people? I know you talk about journaling Um, in one of your books here, what are some of the things that you can tell people that they could do to try to get their, their self back? You know,
2: that's a good one. Journaling is really important. I think because it gets things out, um, that you're keeping inside, uh, which is anything you repress will just grow, you know, whatever we focus on, uh, is what we get. It's like that's the that's the of attraction in a nutshell there. You know, you don't need books and books about that one. It's yeah. just what you put out is what you get back. So really, honestly, even like Audrey Hepburn said, you know, the prettiest girls are the happiest girls. So, you know, it's just about finding your own in, inner self again and being like i said before i can't emphasize that enough it's about loving yourself and not in an egotistical narcissistic way but it's like um just in a, a just in a having having reverence for your own you know who you are you are a gift from god you are everybody i feel is special In some way or another. And you have to embrace that. And the way to embrace that is just to be you, the real, not the you, somebody else wants you to be, but the real you. And when you're the real you, it's like I end every show I do with be you to the full, because that's what's really beautiful. It is about being your authentic self. So I say, you know, if you don't have a date, date yourself. I love that. just date yourself make it a weekly or every other week go to the movies or have a date with yourself go to a restaurant that you haven't been to that you want to experience try something new um marry yourself, get a ring and make a commitment.
1: <laughs> I love it. You know what, Servette? And that hits home with me because I can remember a time in my life. And this is years ago, um, probably 20 years ago where I didn't want, I wouldn't go to a restaurant by myself. I wow. just didn't like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and there's a lot of people like that who just now I'm I'll go. But, you know, a long time ago, I was in a space where I wouldn't go. And so for you to say that for a lot of people it would be difficult for them to go to the movies by themselves or to go out to eat by themselves. Right. Don't you? Yeah. So right. that's like a it's big true. step. But,
0: to do but,
2: that. but, but that's what would start that self-love going, because when you love yourself, that's when you call in love from anybody else. You know, you've got to love yourself first. And it's and kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I took my daughter on on an airplane for the first time. She was like three years old. And, you know, you hear the whole spiel about if the plane is crashing and the mask comes down and you yeah, put it on yeah. yourself first and then you're trying. And I was like, what? No, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to do. But really, honestly, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. Right. So and I never forgot that. And I thought, you know, you have to be so, you know, be brave baby steps. You don't have to go into a big fancy restaurant alone. You can start by just going to a coffee shop and and hanging out, being by yourself. Take a book, take something with you that uh, will help you sort of come out of your shell and 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 open up to what's around you and it could just be hiking it could just be whatever but that is key and the other key thing i think if you're going to do any exercise if we're going to talk about any exercise in the book at all and that is forgiveness okay so loving yourself and where loving yourself comes from too is from forgiving not just other people because forgiving is forgiving it's forgiving to yourself. So you have to forgive not only whatever somebody did to you, but yourself for allowing that to affect you.
1: And then I always hear, and I see a lot in the people, write, Okay. If something negative comes into your life or somebody says something really negative to you, then just change that thought. And you write in here, delete. I like that part where you say delete. So Uh if somebody says something nasty to you, um, you know, can you talk about that, how you just hit the delete button and then think about something a little bit nicer? Because I think yeah, during the yeah. day, you know, you run into some... People are in weird moods out there, man. They, people aren't so nice sometimes. Oh, and yeah. a lot of... Yeah, and a lot of times I'll say, "Okay, I'll just ignore that." But I love how you talk about it—just delete it. <laughs>
2: so. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I. It's not denial is not psychologically or spiritually sound. It's you know we can't throw pink paint on something and say it's pretty. So we can't really just stick our head in the ground and go, "Oh, that didn't hurt me." Yeah, it probably did. But what we need to do is just say, "Delete," because it's not about what someone does or says, it's, it's about how we let that affect affect us. us. And to me, the true definition of wisdom is, is, is that we get the lesson from something, whatever it is, how tiny or how huge it could be. We get the lesson and we no longer allow that to affect us. And then we move on. We've got the lesson from it and move on. So if somebody, you know, most people, Nancy, most people annoy me. (laughs) (laughs) I've <laughs> gotten to that point in but your life. Yes, <laughs> no, I, can't. Yeah, I mean, I mean but, but I'm, honest, I'm honest about it. But see, it's like I just have learned at 60 years old here that, hey, I don't need to, you know, that's your thing. That's your shtick. I don't have to go there. I just need to be the best person I can be. It's not my job to police the universe. God does a very good job of that without me. So I know I'm here to be the best me I can be. That's the best lover, the best daughter, the best wife, the best mother, the best whatever. I And I make big mistakes, but I try my best to be the best me. And whatever anybody else is doing, that's their soul path, you know? Right. So I allow that. I don't let any. I don't judge people anymore. Right. I don't put things on them. I've forgiven everyone I can forgive. And there were a lot of people I needed to forgive. And all the way back to especially men, you know, um, and finally just put it behind me and move on. I think that is key to to transitioning, not not hiding, not blowing it off and delete. Yes, but delete purposefully, not just like delete and okay (laughs) it's all fine now that doesn't work either do you know what i
1: mean yeah so if somebody said so if you run into somebody and they have uh they don't have positive words to say to you and you don't want to and it kind of bothers you and hurts your feelings you know we all tend to think gosh you know why did they say that to me and then you kind of dwell on it i guess my point is I, what I liked about your book is you said, think of something pleasant. Don't think of, you know, because we all tend to do that. Oh, why did they say that? Or or that wasn't very yeah. nice. Or, you know, and we all tend to do that. And, and what I've been trying to do lately when somebody is not so nice, I just, okay, well, I let it go. I don't say anything. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I try not to give it power.
2: That's right. That's right. That's the key. You can't give it power. I grew, I was, uh, when my daughter was younger, I was in a neighborhood that was very evangelical Christian and I subscribe to lots of religions. So I don't really, yeah. And I, whatever you want to believe is whatever you want to believe, but they had a real sense of, I was not part of the group because I had not taken Jesus Christ and I was going to rot in hell. And one woman decided to tell me that in the grocery store and spent like, 15 minutes, I swear to God, going on about, oh, yeah, just she was yelling at me in a grocery store. And all I wanted was pizza for dinner so I could get home. (laughs) But but here's the thing. At the end, I said to her, are you done? And she said, yes. And I said, "Okay." And then she got more mad. And I said, oh, I get it. I think you think I care about what you think of me. And I don't. So see ya. (laughs) I kind of went on my way. Now that made her more angry, but that's the truth. That's your opinion. Good. Go with God. Have a good time, but move out of the way. I got things to do. You know, that's where my head went. So sometimes you can call in something pleasant and that's even better. But sometimes
4: you just need
1: to say, okay, that's what they think. And I need to move on, Right. you know? Right, exactly. Well, because there's so much negativity in the world today, and you talk about it in, in your book, and I I talk about it in my book, too, Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You, and um, you talk about how it's really important that you cleanse yourself and cleanse your auras. You say something about, and this was interesting, Sarve, I thought this was interesting, you talk about your auras, you carry around black holes until we learn the lesson. I really like that. Can you oh, expand yeah. on that a little bit? Or? Oh, boy, the universe is infinitely
2: patient (laughs) it will if you don't get it boy it's gonna come back again and that's so true i mean that's why it's like you can't you know especially relationships if the if you haven't gotten it then most people will notice out there all you people listening that the last relationship will pick up where the last one left off You know, the names can change, the town can change, the, uh, you know, the city, whatever. But it's the same situation continuing because you didn't get the universe, you didn't get the lesson. And at some point you have to, uh, once you do, it doesn't happen anymore. And usually there's one more test. There's usually one more thing that'll come along that'll just you, you know make it happen and if not the universe like i told people oh you know you need to stay in bed you're sick then they don't then oh they twist their ankle they're forced to lay down but they don't then something else will happen that just it, it just you know gets progressively worse too because you have to get the lesson and one way or another it will show
1: up again that's what i always say the universe keeps keeps putting it in front of us until we get it and it's a do-over do-over like you say could be a job but could be the same scenario but in a different job because you haven't got the lesson yet and that's really interesting now you talk about clearing your energy fields and um i always tell people oh, take a salt bath and i use sage and all those things and i actually use holy water um lately (laughs) to clear myself good for you good for you and um And I use selenite, too, because selenite is a really strong crystal. Are these the same things that you use, or do you have any other things that I use? Aromatherapy? I don't know, Servette. What are are some of
2: those? All of those are good. Nancy, all of those are excellent. You're, you're, you're on your game and you always have been, but you really are. I, I, I sprinkle holy water in the corners of my rooms and all my, and in, in the whole place, the whole house. I, I've always done that. I think it's a good way to cleanse. And after it's always after I sage, you okay. know, so your environment is key. Keep it clear. Keep it clean, energetically clean, especially if you've had someone negative in the house that just, you know, just. Clean it out, you know, and yeah. I I use salt and I use salt like in windowsills and things like that too. Um, but for me, person, everybody will know what cleanses them personally. But really, honestly, I think it's all about meditating and getting into that place where you can clear your chakras, especially. Right. So yes. that that will always help. Like if you know you're you're hurting in your heart, then clear your heart chakra. And okay. then like I do salt baths, too, and I use a lot of aromatherapy. So if if, if I, I love lavender, right. I will, you know, it calms me. It makes me feel good. It's a great meditative, you know,
3: tool. Oil. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so
2: whatever, whatever, whatever
3: humanity, but make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyoureout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. It's words you never
4: heard. Whenever we hear a recording of our own voice, it always sounds different than we think. This is because the bones in our skull create a resonance from within that makes our voice sound deeper to us but our recorded voice is how others hear us. I'm sure I'm not the first person who has uttered the words, I really don't sound like that, do I? Margaret Thatcher famously underwent vocal training to lower her voice and make her sound more statesmanlike. Recently, British Airways polled Americans and Britons to see who they believed had the sexiest voices. Morgan Freeman was voted number one. If a judge loves the sound of his own voice, expect a long sentence. What's a word for a person who loves to hear the sound of their own voice? A philodox. It's Marching Day, I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
3: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road.
1: Hey, we're here today with one of my great, great friends, Servette Hassan, and she's so wise. And Servette, promote yourself. Like, where can everybody get your books and tell us your website and all that good stuff? (laughs)
2: Definitely. You can get my books. Uh, um, it's my name. It's S E R V E T H A S A N dot com. So, and you can email me there too, Servette at Servette Hassan dot com, or also on Amazon and anywhere else people buy books. They're everywhere. And I do do uh, private consultations if anyone's interested.
1: They can email you know, me. Yeah, yeah, she's a really good psychic. So, if y'all guys, you know, if you want a reading. <laughs> Call Sirrette. you We can call me too, but call Survet too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There's room for you. all of us. Uh, yeah, there you go. I gotta promote you, yeah. Survet. There's hey, um... All- Yes. You were, we were talking during the break. You've got a new book coming out. Tell tell the audience about your new book.
2: Okay. I'm writing now. Um, that was a series for Llewellyn that I did to, you know, the first book, Tuna Man, was uh, about funny man. And then in the intuitive heart of romance was how to, you know, keep a relationship and make the relationship go to the next level and blossom. And then the third book, Life in a Transition, is if, if relationships or anything else uh, go wrong, and or if they end. So, uh, so now I'm off of that series. I'm starting a book called uh, "If Life Is a Cosmic Comedy." What am I still doing here? And the <laughs> subtitle is "How I Kicked Cancer's Ass and Found My Mojo." So, obviously, it's about how I got through uh, ovarian cancer. I had a really, really rare form of it—clear cell. Um, uh, well, I just had my one year cancer free, and my surgeon, yay, yay.
1: my yay, my surgeon's not
2: excited till it's two years, but she was she she did manage a smile, but I <laughs> uh, she she said to me, had I waited another couple of months to have the surgery, that I would not be here right now. Uh, it would it was, she could have bought me maybe a year. And we're at a year, so it would have progressed too quickly. And that's what happens with ovarian cancer. That's why it's called the silent killer, because women don't normally catch it until it's already too late. And, um, you know, 14 or 15,000 women in the country die every year from it, because by the time they know they have it, it, it's stage four, and then you can maybe... Maybe get through it, but most people it's a year to a year and a half, and that's about
1: it. So, so what do you suggest going in for regular checkups, getting your pap smears yeah. done, and all that good stuff? Oh, yes, absolutely. You won't find you won't you likely won't catch uh
2: ovarian cancer from a pap smear, but oh. you will from other uh, there are other signs and symptoms. So, it's all about paying attention to your body and not ignoring things you know if you're consistently bloated there's a reason and that's one of the symptoms by the way but i mean it really is about paying attention and not putting things off and not letting if you feel like there's something wrong with your body i don't care if it's ovarian cancer i don't care if it's your breasts or your whatever if there's something not feeling right go with your gut Right. And get, get in there and find And if they say there's nothing wrong with you, go to a different doctor. You know, okay. don't just don't right. just let things lie. So and I I talk about in the book, you know, there's chapters in there like, why can't I send my family back and get a new one? And my <laughs> friends go. And if he said he couldn't live without me, how come he's not dead? You know, <laughs> you know because when you go through a life changing, a life altering experience like that, boy, I grew spiritually in a year more than I have in the last two decades the last 20 years Uh, so I learned a lot and it took me to a different level and I want I want to tell people about that so hopefully you can cut some corners and not have to go through what I went through facing death to find that out
1: you know do you think that now I know you're you have a lot of faith in God was it your faith you think that just really pulled you through this your meditations I mean a combination
2: absolutely absolutely I could not have done it without my meditations and the meditations were all about uh, understanding that there's a power bigger and stronger than me. And you could call it God. You can call it the universe. You could call it Fred. You could call it whatever you want, but I, I call it God, but that power that can keep planets revolving around the sun and turn little embryos into babies and children, can, if it can do that, it can take care of me. And I put my hands and my faith and everything I am into that. And meditation is key and meditation is key for everybody. And, right. and, and I think that you really have to have silent time where you can quiet your mind and and not just sit down, because if you sit down for your meditation in the morning and you get up feeling the same way you did when you sat down, then all you've done is waste time. Or maybe, okay. you've, rest, maybe you've rested a little bit. But it, it's important that you sit down in a meditation and raise your level of consciousness to a place where you're silent and quiet and understand that there's more going on than just our little little
1: lives here. Do you know? That's wonderful advice. It really is, because I find myself, as you're saying this, I'm like, oh, God, I do that every once in a while. I've got to meditate, and then I sit, and I'm like, okay, i breathed, I thought, and I've got so much going on, and I'm so hyper that it's hard. But when I really do meditate, and I was telling you on the break, I connect, and, and like we all do. And so thank you for that, because it's just a matter of sitting down and taking time for yourself and just connecting with Source, Right. Okay, so and there? I
2: have to say five minutes of meditation a day, five minutes will change your life. So I'd rather someone do five minutes a day than do 20 minutes every once in a while. You know, okay, it's right. it, it's key. And in the morning, because your your brain is most plastic in the morning. And science has even proven now that we are not hardwired. We we are Able to
1: change our patterns in our brain. You know, when you're talking about changing patterns, you talk about in your book, because I really like this book, sir, that I was reading, and it's about how to unaddict yourself. And we all have some sort of addiction. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I thought that was really interesting how you teach people, when you talk about a lady in there, how she smoked and, you know, she quit smoking and started knitting, and, and you're saying replace it. With right. Else.
2: You can't really get rid of an addiction. It, it it's really difficult to do that. That's like brainwashing yourself. But it so, t- I highly recommend that rather than try to go there, go to a place where you can replace it with something that's healthier for you. You know, if 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 someone drinks all the time, first of all, a, an addiction is a symptom. And it's not the problem itself. You know, whatever you're doing, you're doing it for a reason. So you got to figure that out somewhere along the way. But it's, it's it's key to find something else that will give you that same kind of energetic high without it hurting you. You know, so, you know, when, when she was smoking, I suggested you know, it's the breathing part you actually are addicted to. It's that... <sighs> thing you know so hey run do that when you're running do that when you're something else you know or your hands need to be doing something or you need something in your mouth and find something else that will replace, replace that okay and then continue doing that till you can get rid of the other i, I can't do anything cold turkey I have to like wean myself off of even chocolate. It's like <laughs> weaning yourself off slowly. It's like, you know, I can't do anything all at once, but I can replace chocolate with healthy food slowly. And then pretty
1: soon there's no more chocolate, you know? Right. I see. So yeah, weaning think, yourself off a little bit at a time is the best. Yeah. Way I think to do it's it. less,
2: I think it's less traumatic,
1: okay. you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, I want to ask you, too, you know, you talk in here how, you know, you went through so much. How do you are you out there um, sending out the love vibration now? Or are you just cool with where you're at and you figure if the universe wants love in your life or, or how do you feel about it now, Servette?
2: I just I mean, I just went through cancer. I had like, you know, four months of chemotherapy uh, every Friday for seven hours. And I had no hair, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no nothing. So oh my I was like not in the flesh. Place where hi, I'm Cervet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a hair on my body, but hey, I I just went through a lot. But I have always the You're facts. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and, and, and I don't think I look my age. Uh, even I, I have hair now, so I kind of it's it's growing. But I um, I've always subscribed to the fact that. When you're ready, the universe will provide. So it's all about being in that place where you love yourself enough that you're open to that and your heart is open to that. And guess what? You could you could be in a hole somewhere and somebody would find you because it's 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 about you. It's about you being in that place, not about something else. So I'm in the place. Yeah, I I do. I want to be in an intimate relationship. I do. I love men. And I'm ready for that. But I feel like when that time comes and when the right person is there, you know, because you always learn from you. I do. I always take the lesson from the last relationship and everyone's gotten better ever since. So now I'm in a place where I think I can find someone that I really can relate to, you know,
1: Yeah, and I always say, write down what you're looking for. Um, Before I met my husband, um, you know, I was looking, and and I'm looking, and I'm looking, but then I finally took the time and sat down and wrote down what I actually wanted, and it was interesting because it was a little bit different than what I, I mean, it wasn't so superficial. It was like, oh, there were important things, you know, like he loved me for the inside, not the outside, and oh, he liked me as a person, and oh, it didn't matter, you know, what I had done in the past or been through, so and, and I it mattered if he was religious. I mean, and I wanted him to have hair. I don't know why that
2: was. Oh important. no, that's <laughs> fine. That's important. That's important. But you know, but that's no, we all, yeah, we yeah, all have our lists. No, you know what, and, and I say to people, make a list of that, make a list of everything you want in someone and, and, and don't be superficial, put down things like you should be kind and things like right. that. But right. then look at the list, look at the list, look at the list carefully and say to yourself, now, am I the kind of person that that
1: kind of person would want? There you go. And what do I need to change about myself? That's right. Track that type of person. Right. Exactly. Because I always say, until you fix yourself, and this is what you're saying too, until you fix yourself, well, you don't want to bring anybody else in because it will be a repeat. So you've got Mm -hmm. to fix yourself first and love yourself first and feel good about who you are. And then that vibration will attract the proper person for you.
2: That's right. Be you to the full because that's what's beautiful. Be
1: being you to the full. I agree. Because I Yes. I don't like the fake stuff. You know, and I get concerned, Servette, I'll just say this. I get concerned because I still see so many people, even though we've gone through so many different things in our, in our world, in our country recently, I still see people so hung up on money, material stuff, how they look. And, um, I, I do see a lot of people getting the spiritual thing, but I also see a lot of people just still hung up on, on looks and fame and cash. And that's not where it is, man.
2: No, and when you're caught up in that, it doesn't happen anyway. <laughs> it just doesn't. God, boy, well, you just put it right out there, didn't you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> it. 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 If you're up, you can't. But people are on different levels spiritually. It's like we can't force someone who's in second grade to go to high school. You know, they're gonna. They're on their own path. They're on, and they're on their own spiritual path. So they're going to have to discover and learn and grow like like they say when the students ready the teacher appears so h- how whatever level they're on is how they're going to get there
1: you know so people like you well, who are out there, out there talking and myself and and we're trying to teach people these things when it's their time to hear it when they're ready to hear it then they'll tune in
0: absolutely okay that's right
3: we'll be <laughs> right back with the high road and more don't forget to visit nancy's website nancy you're-
4: Words you never heard. Derek Thompson, co founder of the Save the Elephant Foundation, was taking a rescued elephant named Tom La for a walk along the river. As they were walking, Derek decided to stop and take a dip in the water. But when he called to La, who was waiting on the shore, the elephant thought he was in trouble and came running to his rescue. Kamla charged through the water, sheltering him with her body and offering her trunk for him to hold on to. What's another word for a trained elephant? A kunki. Elephant trainers in Asia are known as mahouts. And the padded seat or saddle used to ride on an elephant is called a howdah. Kamla and her mother, Bai Tui, are among the 70 elephants the foundation has rescued since its inception.
0: It's words and and
4: words. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
3: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
1: Welcome back to High Road to Humanity. And we're here today with Servette Hassan. And her latest book is called Life in Transition, An Intuitive Path to new beginnings and um, we are having wonderful conversations today um, teaching people how to get on that high road <laughs> and also I, I will plug myself really quick um, if you are interested in a, a spiritual reading and intuitive reading or if you need some coaching or if you'd just like me to come and speak at your venue visit my website it's dot nancyyearout.com dot com. and we're back with Servat and Servat We're we were talking on the break about, um, well, I was talking about Neville Goddard. I had uh, Kate Jenigate uh, uh, on my show, and she was talking about how these principles have been around for such a long time. And I asked her on my show, I said, hey, well, how come we all don't get this? And she says, we're all not supposed to get this at the same time. What, so, right. yeah, can yeah, you elaborate on I that? Just was,
2: that's what I was just talking about. We're all on our own path. And it's not our our place spiritually to police anybody else's path. And they're going to learn and grow at their own rate and level. And, you know, yes, Neville Goddard's been around forever. I remember when Wayne Dyer discovered him and then suddenly went off on the whole uh, Neville Goddard thing and um, really, really got it and kind of explained it in simpler terms to people, which was great. So, you know, and he he loved god neville and i do too uh but you know james allen wrote as a man thinketh in 1930s 40s or something and marcus aurelius wrote uh, med- meditations a book on meditations in, in you know 200 a.d or something you know I, I'm, and we're still, tough, but I'm we still but we still haven't got but it yet. I know, but the thing, the principle, there's nothing new. It's all been said. It's just a question of hearing it the way it clicks in your brain. And, and we all get it at levels, you know, like I don't, I I think it's really difficult for someone to go from a little faith to being enlightened overnight. You right. know, like right. that's why like eat, pray, love are great books. But you can, you know, you know, go into India for three right. months and then Bali and you're not going to come back an entirely different person. She went through a lot more than that. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like it takes a little longer than is sitting in an ashram for three months. I wish we could all do that. And I wish that we could all be enlightened when we left. You may come out at a different level than you went in, but it's still it's a process. And it's it's a growth process. And I truly believe if we were there entirely and completely, we wouldn't need to be
1: here. You know, well, yeah, no, I okay, so this is what I think, and I want to know your thoughts on this, so, I feel like as a collective, we're all learning this, and like you said at at our own pace, some some are a little ahead of me, some are a little you know, we're all at different stages of this, but I think in the end, we're all supposed to eventually get this, and then we all rise to a higher consciousness to where we don't have wars and we don't need money and we live a whole different type of existence. Um, and I hope I don't sound too out there, but I think that's what this is—just to raise the vibration and change things for everybody. Because then there won't be any killing, and there won't be any, right. you know, awful Amen. this or that. Yeah. yeah. So, I, isn't isn't that the the final deal here? Or yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as people <laughs>
2: would like. But I definitely think that that one day, children will look at their parents and say, "What was that thing called war?" You know, what was that they did? You know, what were they doing? You know, that that it'll be in the history book somewhere, which and they and they may have to study it somehow. But I don't think that. Yeah, I would love that. That is ultimately the goal. But to raise the level of consciousness in an entire world is is takes some time. And the way we do that is to raise the
1: consciousness in ourselves. That's all we can do. So once. So once we do it in ourselves, then it, it, has, it almost gets raised in all the people around us because when we change, that vibration changes so it changes them, right?
2: Right. So, okay. yeah, the bottom line there, I think, is if you want, it, if you want your world to change, right. you have to change. Right. I don't care if that's a job or your financial situation or whatever you're doing in your life. If you want your world to change, you have to change. Right. So I think once you get that, you realize that, yeah, it's all about that. We need to, uh, work on ourselves to better ourselves. And then, like you said, it spreads and everywhere I go and everything I do, my goal is that everybody leave that room, a different person than they were when they came in a better person,
1: right? You know, that's, wonderful.
2: And that's, that's all I can do. And, and, and I try to reach out. In that way to help people raise their love, because like I said, there is nothing new out there. You, you know, you can study the law of attraction till you're blue in the face. And there, by the way, there's like a million other laws, the law of polarity, the law of, you know, all these others. That come back and you you can do this over and over again but then w- I've noticed too that there are people out there who are very spiritually sound and very in a, a great spiritual place and usually quite successful who ne- who don't even know what those laws are <laughs> who've never read a spiritual book in their life you
1: know but doesn't it all boil down to consciousness and what you think about yourself and what that's you think right. about all day okay
2: that's right that's how come they can do that and they don't even realize what they're
1: doing. A lot of them is what you're saying, right? And some of
2: them just got taught that naturally, you know, as children or learned it some other way that, Hey, I got to have confidence in myself. Hey, I got to know that God's doing this and I got to know
1: that, you know, and then they just move forward. They don't, but then there's the opposite too, where if you were a kid and your mom didn't encourage you and you were told that you weren't good enough, then those are the people that are like, well, how do I fix that? And that can be changed. That's right. Exactly. And I've had like, you know, I've had I had one
2: client whose mother used to uh, every time she asked for food, she was an alcoholic. Every time she wanted, you know, a sandwich or something and she was like three or four years old, her mother would burn her with a cigarette. Oh my god. Uh so she had tons of and then I had another girl who grew up in a lovely upper middle class neighborhood and she did nothing with her life because she always felt like her mother loved her sister more. And the one who got burned every day of her life turned out to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company who's amazingly you know,
1: inspirational. So, so what's you, the difference? What happened? You,
2: It's what you do with it. It's kind of, you know, one of them said, Hey, I, I'm not going to let my mom, you know, do this to me, and it's going to make me a stronger person. So I'm just going to, which is what life in transition is about through with every tear. There's a gift in there somewhere, you know, so uh, what? and, you know, like the song says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, you know, so she took that and she didn't let it take her down. And she went, she just loved herself enough to know she could make something of her life. And the other woman um, is, is just decided that she was never going to be great because her mom didn't love her enough, you know? And shes mm-hmm. she never let go of that, and right. until until she does, that's her path, and she'll that's come it. back and do it again in the next
1: lifetime, so you know, yeah, it's a repeat, yeah. It's a repeat and it's hard for, and it's hard for people to let go and to feel accepted and to love yourself. And a lot of times, you know, I tell people, oh, you have to love yourself. And sometimes you get that look like you were talking about. It's not an ego love. It's the matter of looking, being able to look in the mirror. Cause Louise Hay always says this, if you're able to look in the mirror and you can look yourself right in the eyes, which is your soul and say, I love myself. That's a big deal. Cause some people can't do that.
2: Oh, God, yeah. There's a lot of people that can't do that. And one of my exercises is every morning, and I, I do this, and I I'm, I've I'm I don't tell many people that, but I guess all the people listening now know.
0: <laughs>
2: I, guess I get up else. in the morning and I I meditate before I get out of bed. That's the first thing I do. And I do my five or ten minutes in the morning every single day. But the next thing I do is I kiss my hand at the end. Because oh I love my I, – I it, it's just a sort of like – you know, like on with the day now. And that's my way of saying, yeah, I do. And, I, you know, it's not an ego thing at all. It's just understanding. Actually, it's the complete opposite. It's understanding that there's something bigger than me that I'm a part of, that I'm made of.
1: And you you're know? grateful. And you're, and you're saying I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for right. being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think that's really important. Um, yeah, a lot of people, I just, it's not an ego thing. It's, it's okay to love yourself. And it's interesting because a lot of people, and I'm going to include myself, where Oh, I was older before I realized, Oh, it's okay. It's okay to love yourself. It's fine. And a lot of people don't realize that. And, um, it's always an aha moment. What, um, what else do you do, Servat? You say when you're putting your makeup on, don't you do something when you put your makeup on and you kind of say you love yourself? Didn't I read that in your book or I something do. like that?
2: I do. <laughs> I do that too. I still do that, and I did that with no hair. So that's <laughs> yeah. But look where I you're know, at now. I, I was fine with the no hair on my head during chemo, but when you lose your eyebrows and your eyelashes and you've got this huge incision down the whole middle of you, you sort of look like an alien from another planet. And I was like, uh, I still love you. I still I still love you. I'm like trying to put makeup on going, I still love you. I do. I still I do, do that. I think it's nice for us to appreciate who and what we are and 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 that comes in. I look at it this way really quickly. I think of it as if you have a bar of gold in a in a box. It doesn't matter if the box is beaten or wrinkled or you know dirty or whatever it gets old, whatever. There's still a bar of gold in there, and that's what we are. You know, our bodies are just suits of. You know, it's just our vessel. It's not nothing more than that. Nothing. And the gold's inside. Yeah.
1: And well, diamonds
2: inside. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Sirvet, yeah. I'm so excited that you came on our show today. <laughs> and and everybody, tell everybody again um where they can get your book, Survet, and promote yeah. yourself a little bit here.
2: Right. Any, if you want a session with me or coaching too, or, uh, or speaking at events and all that kind of thing, or, uh, finding out about my workshops, etc., I've been off the grid for a while, but I'm coming back. It's www.servethasan.com, servethasan.com. You can also email me there,
1: servethasan.com. Serve it. Thank you. And next week, I'm so excited. We're going to have this lady here. Her name is Prima Lee Guer- Guerrera. Hopefully I'm not um, botching her last name. It's called Your Sa- your Sacred Wealth Code is her new book. And then she has these really cool wealth cards. You know, I don't know if anybody's used to having angel cards, but these are wealth cards. And it's a really cool packet and you pull them every day and I do it and I think it's really cool. So she's going to be on next week on the high road. And if, like I said, if you are interested in any kind of coaching or you need anything from me visit my website nancyyourout.com. and sir San, thank you so much for being oh, you're on welcome.
2: and i love talking about-
3: to paint the picture for me, I could give a damn about maybe to, so many here to be so damn
1: hey you guys join me next week on the high road for more stories filled with wisdom love and hope for our future have a fabulous week and know when you stay on the high road you make it to your destination Visit my website at NancyYearOut.com where you can sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading. If you have any questions, please email me at NancyYearOut at gmail.com That's N-A-N-C-Y Y-E-A-R-O-U-T at gmail.com This is Nancy Year Out, lighting the way to your high road to success. Right now, right
4: now I'm switching to a new lane. Foot to the door, man. Searching for the real thing. Somebody else sometimes ain't no shame, head to the clouds, It's like, can I get a connection?